This is the Word of God from the household of David Church. It is a message designed to raise men after God's own heart. Listen and be blessed. First Chronicles 21. Let's read. Hallelujah. You know the scripture we started with? The weapons of our warfare are not carnal. Second Corinthians 10, start from verse 4. But they are mighty through God in pulling down strongholds. Let's go there before we read this one. Casting thy imaginations. Verse 5. And every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God. I'm bringing into captivity every thought. And that's all been stressing. There is a way by the anointing of the Holy Spirit in the place of prayer to bring all thoughts into captivity to the obedience of Christ. In other words, forcing and compelling thoughts to obey the will of God for your life. I said thoughts come from the spirit realm, sown into the heart of men, either for good or for bad. We took that song this morning because by the time this service is over, all of a sudden, people are remembering your name for good. God is causing your name to spring up in people's hearts for favor, for blessing, for promotion, for grace. Hallelujah. When Satan wants to attack also, it comes through thoughts. Remember we said all that last week. So that's what the Bible says that we must always with the weapon of our warfare, bringing every thought to the obedience of Christ. Otherwise, a negative thought will be sown the day Apostle Paul was arrested. I will not go into that day because I want, I want to... So when Apostle Paul was arrested, the Bible says, what happened was this, Paul before then, while he was preaching around, he was with Trophimus and some other guys who were not Jews, who were not supposed to be in the, enter the temple. Paul preached around with them, and some Jews saw Paul, and they did not like the fact that he was preaching Jesus instead of Judaism. Then a few days after, Paul came to Jerusalem, and the disciples, oh God, see, this is why men ought always to pray. The apostles were the ones that gave the idea to Paul. They said, Brother Paul, all the Jews believe that you are teaching against Judaism. Show them that you still believe in Judaism. We have four brethren, some brethren here. They are under a vow, which will mean you will shave your head when you are under a vow then. He said, take them to the temple. That was a time that the Jews were gathering together from all over the world. It was a feast that compelled all Jews from all nations to come to Israel, to come to Jerusalem. He said, Paul, since the Jews believe you are against them, they believe you don't believe in law of Moses anymore. Take these guys who are under a vow. Enter the temple with them. Do purification. Do atonement. When they see you doing it, all Jews will know that all allegations against you, they are wrong. But you know what? That was a terrible mistake. Paul took those guys truly. He took some other guys who were under a vow. And they entered the temple. And one of the guys who had seen him before, maybe in Ephesus, he just said, hey, 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 hey. That's that guy called Paul who has been preaching against our law. In fact, he has brought Gentiles into the temple. He assumed that the guys he saw with Paul 
were the same guys he saw with him in Ephesus. And Gentiles were not allowed into the temple that day, and the guy raised an alarm. And nobody gave Paul a chance to explain himself. They began to beat him. They began to stone him. Thoughts. The guy just thought that the guys with him were uncircumcised, and nobody allowed him to explain. In the name of Jesus Christ, Satan will not manipulate men's thoughts, men's thoughts against you. God said, Pastor Bimbo, the choir in GRA here, many years ago, coming from where she went to preach, some robbers robbed in GRA with a previous space bus. And she was coming with a space bus from where she went to put her husband. And the police didn't bother to check. They said the robbers were in prayer. They saw the next prayer coming and they rushed bullets on them. How they didn't die was a divine. The governor then and she went to their house to apologize on behalf of the states. I'm sure they was there. What about if they had died? Mistaken identity. The police just thought this must be the robber and began to shoot. Mm. I can go on. That's why this we will move to another dimension next week. Jehoshaphat wore the road real apparel. And the other king dressed like an ordinary person. And the commander said that to all soldiers, only attack the king. And when the soldiers said that was the king, and it wasn't the one they were looking for. And arrows started flying. The Bible said Jehoshaphat cried upon God. And God opened there's one of them. He said, Ah, he said, No, no, it's not the one. I know the king. This is how prayer works. Bringing every thought. As we are standing there, there are thoughts Satan is sowing in the realm of the spirit against waiting for a man to capture the thought and execute. But in the name of Jesus, by the power of the blood, from the spirit, we have bought those thoughts. God bless you, can have your seat. Are you getting me? So that's what the Bible says, every thought. Back to the obedience of Christ. Last week I said to you, and I, I said, we'll pray a little. I will shift it to next week. I want to give you a chance. When you are coming next Sunday, don't leave any uncle, auntie, or anybody behind. It's a kind of deliverance service next Sunday. I am asking everybody. First, second, and third service will be praying. Please, if your parents, your loved ones, your friends are within your reach, tell them to be here on Sunday. I won't say more than that. They will see what will happen next Sunday. So, because we are building it to something. Listen to me. There is an anointing within proxy. There is, uh, uh, so there are things you can only capture when you are there physically. And I'm asking you. All right. Now, the Bible says against that background, First Chronicles 21. I will just read them. We move into the positive part, which is what God said about this service. Satan stood up against Israel. He wanted to destroy Israel. And all he did was to get David to number the people. David just sat in his palace. And thoughts were being formed in the spirit and he captured one, but it was not of God. Let me number the people. Why? Next verse. And David said to Joab and to the rulers, Go, number yourself from Beersheba even to Dan, and bring the number to me that I might know it. It was a thought. Verse 3. And Joab answered, May the Lord make them hundred times more. He said, but my Lord King, they are all your servants. Why do you want to do this? Why will he cause Israel to sin? 
Joab knew that this thing will, this thing will be highly consequential. But the Bible said, next verse. Nevertheless, the king's war prevailed. Joab knew that, sir, this was what led to angels stretching the destruction sort of over Jerusalem after he had killed people in other cities. Although God has had mercy at the last minute, but people died. Satan just got David into thinking about numbering the people. I will explain what num why God was angry with the numbering. But Joab knew that there was a problem. He said, sir, why do you want to number them? God, the Bible said the king's war prevailed. And the Bible says, if you read later, David said, what have I done? But he had obeyed the thoughts. But I want to show you the positive part which we started with last week, how these things work. You see, the Bible says, when you pray and when you speak, oh Lord, I need a breakthrough, I need help. Malachi 3, let's start from 16. Malachi 3. Thank you, Lord Jesus. They that fear the Lord spoke. How many times? Read it together. How many times? I need everybody to answer. How many times? Some still the answer. How many times? Does everybody go to church not to participate? May the Lord set your mouth free. How many times? Check your neighbor. Is he answering? How many times? <laughs> One to another. And what happened? And then a book of remembrance was written before him for them that feared the Lord and that thought upon his name. You see, we have reached this chapter in this church this morning. A book of remembrance. Oh God. This is how God causes, how does this work? A book of remembrance. Hmm. Second Samuel chapter, I will give you just two examples and we end this service. Second Samuel chapter 9. Let's start from verse 1. And David said, now I don't know exactly how long he had been king for before he said this thing. But one day he just woke up and he said, is there any left in the house of Saul that I can show kindness for the sake of Jonathan? Remember, Saul fought him till Saul died. Then each boat, Saul's son, began to fight David and his servant killed him. So there was serious, uh, what do they call it? Enmity between the two families. But somehow, maybe after one year of being king, maybe after seven years, we don't know, but definitely nothing less than six or seven years. David just woke up one morning we don't know what happened in the night that facilitated these thoughts. Instead of dispensing judgment like, like he was doing always, he just got that money and he sat on his throne and said, guys, you know what I feel like doing today? Hey, by the way, saw my enemy. Does he have any son or grandson or any member of his family that I can be nice to? And then somebody answered, like, oh, Shali Brotizi. And there was the house of Saul, a servant whose name was Ziba. And when they had called him, when David asked that question, nobody could answer. They didn't know anybody. But somebody said, Ziba, I don't know anybody of Saul, but I know one Saul servant who, who might be able to tell us whether they say any one of them alive. David said, call me that servant. And he said, Ziba, you serve Jonathan. Yes, sir. Is there anybody in that family remaining? 
And Ziba said to the king, Jonathan had yet a son, which is lame on his feet. Mm. Now, Ziba was a very manipulative guy. I won't go fully into that today. We will read later about some of the things that he did. But you see, he added this last part just to disqualify this guy. If you read earlier chapters, the Bible said David as a king hated lame people. The Bible very clear, but David hated lame people. In fact, they said his soul abhorred lame people. There was a city. The Jebusite did not want David to come there. So when the header was coming, they packed the lame and the blind at the entrance and David had to send somebody. He, for some reasons, he hated lame people. So Ziba knew and he had that there is a son. You know, you, you will not lie to a king those days or that they will kill you. So he told the truth that there is a son. He said, but nobody has seen the condition of the boy. He said, but he quickly added they said he's lame. But you see, when God is working. Next verse. And the king said to him, where is he? And Ziba said to the king, Behold, he is in the house of Miki, the son of Amen, in Lodeba. That Lodeba is a very negative place to be. If you check the meaning of Lodeba in your Bible. And David said that, Go bring the guy. Verse 6. Now, when Mephishel, the son of Jonathan, the son of Saul, was come to David, he fell on his face and did reverence. And David said, and he said, Behold thy servant. Next verse. And David said unto him, Fear not, I will surely show thee kindness. You will eat at my table. Look at what the guy said when David said this to him. Next verse. He bowed himself and said, What is thy servant that thou should look as a dead dog as myself? Why this guy was in Lodeba condemned? His family was once reigning, but they were dethroned. Their enemies, in quotes, is now king. He just went silent in Lodeba. Not talking to anybody. Not just there. He was just there. Quiet. It has ended for the family. And it was hiding. One day I saw one ex-deputy governor of a western state. In Kaduna, he came to mechanic himself. He sat down with the mechanic himself. Probably hiding from EFCC, he left Southwest and he came to hide in Kaduna where nobody would look for him. Now, ordinary person, no security, no entourage. I was fixing, my friend was fixing his car. I was with my friend and he was there also. And he sat down with the mechanic. And the mechanic was charging, oh yeah. And he was helping the mechanic. He said, okay, raise it, raise The only permanent thing is the grace of God. Yes, sir. Even if they call you permanent secretary, there will be another permanent secretary after you. Are you with me? Yes, sir. <laughs> All of a sudden, imagine that morning, Mephibosheth never thought anything good. Days had passed. Nobody thought anything of him. What blew into David's head that made him that after eating breakfast that morning, instead of going to battle, instead of administering justice to people who had come to seek counsel or justice from the king, what just thought of was that I just need to be nice to somebody. 
whatever level you are, I sense the anointing of the Holy Spirit. I am not just reading Bible. Even those who are already blessed, showers are coming. And it is starting. I therefore on this no prophesy. Appointments that are not common. Let the kings of these arts wake up this week. Let them wake up to remember you. Let your case come up. In the name of Jesus Christ. What we are doing in this service is that in the name of Jesus, that book that the Bible says is with God and it's called the book of remembrance, we are opening that book this morning. Sit down. This is one service we can't afford to be quiet. I will soon end. And you will see how these words will come to pass what I'm saying right now. And for those who are watching, thank you Lord Jesus. A book of remembrance. And Mephibosheth came and he said to the king that saw honestly speaking, I had no clue last night. I don't deserve this. He was looking at David. Maybe when they called the first time, maybe David was looking for the last person in that family to eliminate. Not the way people do. Actually, in those monarchical systems of, uh, of God, they will wipe off, if you watch, uh, uh, is this uh, the Sons of Sultan or the, this film about Turkish uh, Empire? They will kill the last person. And it's happened in the Bible like that also. One king will reign and wipe up the entire family, even his own siblings. Sons of Caliphate, I think. It's a belly that knows all those movies. He's been telling me to get, get but I've not been able to watch. But he told me what happened. Ottoman, Ottoman Empire. Yes. I was told that it's a very serious book. And it's a true life story. Of the way of life of those people in the Ottoman Empire. The king, the sultan will give back to 17 children. Only one of you will, will replace the man. And when you do, you have to kill your siblings. Say, Lord, you, are the you just have to do it. Yes. So before the father departs, he will give all of them kingdoms. So you can only enjoy the kingdom for as long as the father doesn't die. When he dies and one of you is picked to replace him, that one has to kill the rest. So all mothers will do anything from spiritual to anything to be sure that their own son is the one that will be the next sultan. Because they all understood the meaning. The sultan must kill the rest. You know, lion's kingdom is like that also. Hope you know. Do you want natural white? Yeah. A lion captures a colony. It's going to kill all the male cubs there. All of them. So the wise ones will run away. Yes. If a lion comes and it can, you can reign in two ways. If that lion is now reigning, he reigns over a pack of women and the men must be born by him. And one day, that one that runs away can come back when he feels he's strong enough and come and challenge. They will fight to death. Either one with that one will run away. When one runs away, the new king has come. Now that new king also will kill all his own, that one's son. No male must be left alive. Thank God we are not lions. <laughs> Hallelujah. Are you, are you with me? Yes. Oh dear Lord Jesus. So he must have thought that that was why the king was asking for him. But no. The king, so the king shocked him. You see, what leads to this? 
Remember, uh, Psalm 105, let's start from verse 17, but I'm actually going to verse 19. If this does not happen to you, your achievement in life will be grossly limited. Let's read. He sent a man before them, even Joseph, who was sold for a servant. See, God has shown you visions. Or your mind, you imagine great things. I am showing you the step to it. That as you pray, thoughts are to be bent to your advantage. Now, we are using Joseph as an example. He had seen as a small boy himself ruling. And this happened. The Bible says, who was sold for a servant? Verse 18. Whose feet they ought with fetters? He was laid in iron. Torment continued. And that's the story of some people. Trials. The Bible says, until. Next verse. The time that his word came. The word of the Lord tried him. Next verse. The king set him free. How did this word come? How will the fulfillment of those visions, those dreams that you have seen? It's about what I've just led you to pray. Thoughts. How did this word come? Genesis 41 verse 9. That was how the thought came. That was how his word came. Genesis 41 verse 9. Then spake the chief butler unto Pharaoh, saying, I do remember my fault today. I. This was the guy that was sharing prison room with Joseph. When Joseph gave him the meaning of his own dream and told him that, see, I they stole me from my father's house. He said, the king will set you free in three days. He will kill this one, but he will set you free. He said, Joe, when you get there, remember me. Tell the king about me that there is a guy in the prison forcefully or falsely accused and that maybe you can do something. But you see, that was in God's plan. The guy got out of prison and he forgot Joseph. Prosperity makes people forget. Mm-hmm. I'm not supposed to say this, but I will say I told my wife we're preparing. I stay as a tenant somewhere. As people were giving us options of Oh, coming up to buy so that even if it means paying instrumentally. And I told her that she works in the bank. Can we make a move? And while we're trying that they move up the picture, God showed me the picture that you are talking about this church building. If I'm important to you, you start with me. What you are put together, the larger part of it is that give it to me. And I've always vowed that we never say, I, I told them something for service. From time to time, God comes down just to check the temperature of your love for him. Do you possess anything that when God tells you about it, you say no? He will not be angry with you, but it only means one thing. You are still at a level where you cannot be trusted with real kingdom wealth. And at times also, it might not be much. It might tell you to walk away from something or from someone. Yes. And I told them first, a lot happened in the meeting in Manchester. And I, what I told them first, Pastor Nathaniel told me, he got a scholarship to the best music school many years ago. And because he needed to stay back in the city of David and God, said, for the sake of the house and the kingdom, don't go. 
That was best in America. Now, he stayed back. As he was playing that day and the old heroes stood still, I asked myself a question. Those who went to that school, where are they? May the Lord help us to get our priorities right. Amen. Nobody loses anything obeying God. It's not possible. So the people that, others who got that scholarship and those who paid their own money to go to that school, they are feeling from the school, they are singing and we don't know their song. The one that God told back to go, not to go to Europe then, but when he showed up there, see how many people stood. God is great. Yes. You know why I said this? Even in the, build, in the land we are trying to acquire, he has spoken to some. Some have obeyed, some have not obeyed. Please obey. That's a digression. Amen. Amen. When I speak like that, I'm speaking from the wealth of what the Spirit shows me. Sometimes it tells people something and then you, when you start following God, you stop doing what is convenient. You do what is commanded. Yes. Hallelujah. See, there's nothing we attempt to do as a ministry that we cannot do by the capacity that God has given everybody here. But what happens many times, it's just also like the case of we, we can become times three in size by next Sunday. If I say everybody invite people to church on Sunday, all of you will nod your head, but maybe only about 10% will do it. The rest will go, man, will not do it. And I've told you, you have to get to a point where you ask yourself a question. For how long do you know what is right? Nod to what is right, but refuse to execute. What about if that is equal to also, you confess what is right, you believe what is right, but it's hanging over your head and it doesn't come down? I'm not saying God, I'm just saying that what off. But that's how you treat God. So many believers know what is right to do, but they will not. And the way God, you know, I, I, I was telling God, this is a, this pained me because I told the earlier service. On the light up, you know, yesterday my team played and I wouldn't even scored. I didn't even know it was one that I didn't see the part of first time, but I was looking at the replay. This guy was at that conference in Manchester. And after the meeting, they came to everybody and I told him, I said, ah. I, I even refused to take a picture with all the pastors. So he came to greet the apostle, he came to greet the rest of us, all pastors, after everybody knew me. As I said, that's a Nottingham Forest player. So I, I shook his hand. I said, Ah, you are playing my team on Saturday. So I said, I'm not praying for you. I'm not joining them too. So I put man put his hand on his head and prayed. And he said, He said, Football is. So I put someone laughing. I said, I said, said football, football is about scoring goals. I said, So he just said, Go and score goal. That was on Thursday night. And they played my team yesterday. How many of you saw the match? That was this guy. That was the guy. <laughs> so I sent a message up and said, man, that the guy you prayed for just called against my team. He said, he replied, he said, hi, I'm sorry. He put love, love. He said, it's not me, it's the anointing. <laughs> so I said, we need to collect our prayers back. <laughs> so when I, uh, the next time you pray, say it will work, except against Chelsea. <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs> At least, thank God I didn't contribute my prayer. Because you don't use your hand to do yourself. <laughs> Hallelujah. Very humble and very friendly guy. Very humble and very friendly. He was greeting everybody. I, said, you, I mean, no aura, nothing around him at all. You know, players over there are like, if you are in the first division, like premiership. But it's amazing. 
Now, I'm saying to everybody, I just veered off a little to address that issue. There is a realm that God has prepared for all members of this church. But we must prove that we worth it in our decisions. Part of it is our resources and part of it is our timing. The time we spend with God. Yes. You know, I've told you before. If your office is far, you can't make it on Wednesday. God knows. God is not an object. He's a person. He knows that this person can't drive down. There's no way. But if it's a matter of you just believe Wednesday just there. No, you cannot do that. You cannot do that. There is nothing you can. There's no mountain you cannot. You know, I see that this is going to be a very profitable week for you. Amen. Filled with the mercy of God Amen. and the favor of God. Amen. The guy just said, now I remember my faults. That verse 9. Ah. As they were talking about Pharaoh's dream, his thought was not about the dream per se. It was about two years ago. Can you imagine two years have passed, but two years ago, somebody begged him, when you go and remember now, for two years he forgot. But one day, why? A book of remembrance was brought before God for Joseph. And now God responded was that he created a thought in someone's heart. Like a flash, just said, ah, uh -uh. when I was in prison, there was one guy interpreting dream. I lift up my two hands over every one of you. Zuke Mahala Tuzi, Pradisco La Ishtelema, Ziprodicate, wherever that fellow is, who must remember? Whatever that person is, who must remember? In the name of Jesus Christ, we orchestrate a thought of you by the Spirit of God into the mind of that person in the name of Jesus Christ. God bless you, see that. There's no mountain. That was how the guy remembered Joseph. And Pharaoh said, go bring him. Bringing every thought to the obedience of Christ. You are not about to stop dreaming. You are mighty. I see a man that has strayed coming back home. Amen. I see stubborn children coming back home. Amen. Coming back to their right mind. Thank you, Lord Jesus. I see judgments dropping against people. I see debts being paid, being forgiven. This sounds funny, but nonetheless true. I see a guy making up his mind about a lady. Yes. And I see a lady making up her mind about a guy. So, so many yeses. Amen. 
Thank you, Lord Jesus. Let's rise. Everybody, wherever you are, begin to pray. Pray. A week of remembrance. I have a word. What belongs to somebody? Maybe it's a property, maybe it's a document. It's with somebody who won't let it go. By the virtue of this service, the glory of God is upon that person, and the person is releasing everything. Hallelujah. Somebody is watching me right now. When this administration, I still don't know what and what will happen for the rest of the month in terms of, I don't know. I'm not, but I do know something was revealed. And I'm saying that to that person watching me right now. In your states, somehow, in a way you cannot explain, you are going to be part of the next appointment that the executive governor of your state is going to make. And this is God working. Thank you, Lord Jesus. You know, I'm seeing somebody. There is an opportunity at the highest level for the most senior staff of your office. But I see somebody just speaking and adding your name. And the person's excuse is that let us let somebody that doesn't have experience go with us so that the person will learn what we know, that it will help the company, and everybody endorse that decision. God just used that person to pull you to that level of the highest people there. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Father, we give you praise. Again, I repeat, don't miss next Sunday and don't come alone next Sunday. If you need to preach a part of this message to your call, so they will know you are just not inviting them to church, but that there is a reason why you are inviting them. Explain to them why they should be here. Cousins and everybody, uncle, auntie, even parents. Some parents must be remembered. Yes. They've labored all their life. They serve God faithfully. Some of them might be saying, they serve government faithfully. And now they are collecting pay. Everybody's forgotten them. But they raise people. 
Some people leave your houses while you are growing up and you don't, they are all gone. That's why you should tell them, I'm going to speak over them. A book of remembrance. Many of our parents, they need this next Sunday service. Many of them. How can your uncle be 50? He has helped people and no, no, none of them is coming back to say, a book of remembrance must be open. A book of remembrance. You can remember when you were young, how people will come to your house and your parents will feed them. And it's like at their old, old age, now it's like nothing is happening. The Bible says God is not unrighteous. So forget your labor of love. It's not righteous. See, many years ago, maybe like four or five years ago, a brother met me. It's uh, not a member of the church, another older friend. And was telling me, I don't want to mention, this guy is a silent billionaire in, in Lagos. I, people don't know. He's, 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 the man is late now. Now, the man happened to be, to be, now, this brother talking to me, the brother's mom. This man was married to the brother's mom's sister. I don't know how to describe that. Uh, you know, this billionaire married the wife. The wife happened to be this guy's auntie. This brother talking to me. And he said, the man wouldn't want to see anybody. He said, but now, interestingly, the mother and the mother's sister, who happens to be that man's wife, they look so much alike. He said, one day, I don't know whether it was Glow that was doing so, and they invited this man this brother to speak, and this brother was there also, one of us. And he managed to walk up to the man and he just mentioned his name. The man just stopped. Ah, this is your mom. I said, My sister in law, how is she? He said, I've always thought of helping your mom. I said, What can I do? He said it like four times I should help your mom. I should help your mom. He could have given them 100 million without blinking an eye. When the meeting ended, the guy tried to go and see me in the office again. He couldn't see me. And he wasn't blocking him. He was just always hiding from, he had some, hiding from everybody. After about two years, a meeting happened somewhere in the quarter. And this guy saw him again and called him. Down, and he turned back. And he remember, he said, are you? And he, he just went and held his hand and pulled him and said, where's your mom? He said, you know, when I was dating my wife, your mom lived with us at a point. And she's a very good woman. Ah, and he said to Yoruba, I'm supposed to help your mom. So where is she? Mention one ancient town that the mom is. Ah. He said, oh God. Ah. As they were talking, other people that invited him came with entourage and they pulled him away. He just said, I will see you. The guy told me that he was not hiding. It's the time that he said there was a day one of them went somewhere and he said the guy was around and the guy ran into the guy and he brought out four checks, just wrote and gave him. So even his own siblings, were, the man said were always complaining and told meet him was a problem. So he said, he was almost in tears saying that, ah, your mom. How can that mean? I mean, for 20 years I've forgotten about your mom. That I, I saw. He said, if those people didn't come and they talked further, he could have just asked his PA that write 25 million and sent to the whatever. He said, but he was telling me with regret. See, that is thought being manipulated. That guy also could have reached home if he was in this kind of service. The man will wake up in the night. Something will lead to something that will make him remember the woman again. He might see the picture of his wedding and be like, ah, okay, I saw this lady and begin to something. 
all the leaders know somebody that was that that I, I, I've said it before, who had gone to stay in the village, and I was talking to his wife, and I, I just felt the anointing of the Holy Spirit, and I just prayed. So I said, bring your husband. The guy came back to Lagos and decided to come to church. He was older than all of us that time. I, I just sat with him and we prayed. A simple prayer. And the senior president then was going with his convoy into airport and saw this guy was his snapmate. They all schooled together in Anambra. And he said to the guy that, where is, that was the next question he asked his friend. And he had this man that came to church, he asked after the man, said, where is also person? Ah, and his friend said, that friend too was a rich man. He said, ah, he ran into trouble that if I went to village that things are not. He said, can you send me his number? And he did. The senior president, I think he called by himself this man and said that, okay, I think he said five million or so. And he said, I can't remember the amount. It's been long. I can't remember. And he said that forced installments. He said, later we'll talk about what we want to do. And of course, I told you the rest of the story. About a week after, I was coming into service and the Lord said, look for him and his wife and tell them to give a tithe of that money. That the devourer that killed the man's business in the first place is still around. That tell him to protect this money by just giving a tithe. This was a money. So I don't know people's attitude towards God. This was a money, the money that I was not expecting. You know the funny thing? I said to God that no. They would think I pray so that they could give them. I said, no, Lord. I, 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 I value my integrity. And the Lord said, even when I asked her to do something, so I don't know, for some reason, after I just ran into the wife. You know what she told me? said, I was praying in the morning, Pastor, and God told me that I should tell my husband to give a tithe of the money. I said, when I told him, the husband said, it is true that God told him the same thing, but that he would do it. And he began to spend money gradually. Honestly, I've never seen that kind of thing before. He blew the whole money without then he began to call this man. You know what? The man answered once, caught the phone, and blocked his number. Yes. If in dealing with God, never be stingy. It's important. It is very important. God provides for people and people find it very... It's like a child, you give his kid and you ask him to give you one. <laughs> you know, children do that. And they say, no. You just gave him his kid five now. He tears it and he says, he can't give you any. And that's what some people do just... Ah, no, no, no. Say, no. Many times, the first breakthrough is just a test. When you honor him, fruit will come from that one planting. It pained me. When I saw him there, I didn't know what to do again. Everything capsized again. He had to go back to me. I didn't know. He pained me. Even he tended the marriage. He pained me. Because he pained his wife. was because she told him. Sometimes I wonder why people treat God this way. You know, first I've been talking about the love of God. I ask people that. That's why you see silly debates on social media. Somebody give, should you give your tithe to the poor or to God? Why is it that what belongs to God is what you are thinking of giving to the poor? Why don't you give your DSTV money to the poor? It's also money now. If a woman give your attachment money to the poor, so you have money. This one for servicing DSCV. This one for buying diesel. This one you send to the parent. This one, the only one you think should go to the poor 
is the one that belongs to God. No, give others to God. Don't buy fuel. Give that one to Paul. I'm gonna, do you get what I've just said now? And so people are debating on social media and they think it's making sense. Why is it that it's a tie to want to give to the poor? Give the SCV money to the poor. You will need the SCV every month. Give others money to the poor. Don't buy generator. Give that one to the poor. Don't make your hair. Don't buy body spray. Don't buy shoe. Give it to the poor. Don't debate the one that belongs to God. You all that money that you spend, give it to the poor. Are you, are you hearing me? It's not about the poor. It's an antichrist attitude. Yes. In all things, God must come first. The more I give to God, the more I have to give to the poor. God first. That's the truth. And I don't compare myself with anybody that's not a Christian. They are not my priority. I operate Bible, they operate whatever. Maybe just or voodoo. So I cannot say how much is this billionaire giving to God. Do I know him? Is he a Christian? You know, it's absurd the way some people think. If it's your standard, follow him in everything. Stop praying to God also. Go and find out what is worshipping and worship the same. Since your life is after him. Say, hey, this billionaire, how much does he give to her? But do you know what he does? You don't know. You don't know. Your attention, once somebody shares something with you, it's not to ask whether somebody outside is doing it's to check, is it in the Bible? These are manual. If it's in the Bible, obey. That's all. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Is somebody blessed today? Don't miss next Sunday. You sustain the whole body in your hand. Thoughts hitting thoughts. But before next Sunday, this stream starts this week. Yeah. Even for some standing there and some watching, it starts tonight. Yeah. You are the reason why somebody will go to office tomorrow. Yeah. You are the reason why somebody will open a file tomorrow. Yeah. Old text messages are coming up on someone's phone. Somebody will be looking for a number and mistakenly dial your number. Then he will remember that, oh, I'm supposed to do something for this person. This is what this week is all about. Is somebody receiving that right now? You are blessed in Jesus. They put your hands together for Jesus. Glory to God. Thank you for being a part of our broadcast. You know, we never like to end without giving you an opportunity to make Jesus Christ the Lord of your life. Coming into Christ is beyond joining a church is beyond a religion it is joining god's family and that is done when you believe in christ jesus so i just want to lead you right away now if you are if you want to give your heart to christ just say after me say lord jesus i believe that you died and rose again and that you paid for my sins i accept you as my lord and my savior and from today i belong to you if you have said those words will be late you are born again you are part of god's family right now you can go ahead and rejoice about it. God bless you. We love you. Stay blessed.